Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We just heard from new Ravens offensive coordinator Todd Munkin in his introductory press conference. And we're here to kind of give you our thoughts, our takeaways from that. Uh, first of all, I'll kick it off here, Garrett. I thought he came off really well. I, I thought that, uh, you know, he's, you can definitely see that he's got a fun personality and, and you can see why players have talked about how they like playing for him and, and people around that program have all been saying, you're going to really like Todd Munkin. You know, he's uh, a fun guy to be around, fun in meetings, uh, and obviously knows a lot, a lot of ball. And uh, you, you just kind of that folksy personality, storytelling and stuff, I think is going to endear him to players and endear him to fans. Yeah, I was impressed. I had a chance to talk with him uh, before the press conference and sit down for an interview with him, just chit-chat a little bit, and um, I think that he's really fired up to be here, first of all. Yeah. And also, I think that he's somebody who you you got glimpses of his vision for offense, um, and he I thought he was fairly open in his comments, both in the interview that I did with him and also in the press conference about what he wants the offense to be and what that, that will look like. I mean, he's not pulling up the tape and, you know, drawing on a whiteboard about what the type of system the Ravens are going to run, but I thought that you got some real indications in mm-hmm. listening to him. And then, yeah, like, personality-wise, he's entertaining. I think by the end of his press conference, like, he was just telling stories, it felt like, at the end, and mm-hmm. uh, we might still be there um, if we didn't cut him off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh he, it was. I, I thought it was uh, really enjoyable, and um, I think that he is somebody like. I've said this before, but like in in everything that I've heard from players who've been around him, analysts, you know, we did the podcast with Ben Watson, who yep. knows him a little bit. It's all positive in terms of like his communication with players and how he interacts with players. So I think that the Ravens players will really like being around him, and I think the fans will will like what he does on the field and hearing from him every week. Right. Obviously a, a large part of this press conference you knew was going to center around Lamar Jackson. Of course. The biggest talking point in sports. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Todd said that he hasn't spoken to Lamar or any other players uh, at this point. Uh, but you could tell that, you know, how excited he is at the prospect of working with Lamar Jackson, you know, said he has an, a quote elite skill set. Yeah. Um, and, and that he feels like he's been an underrated passer, you know, and that, that's kind of the narrative that's been around Lamar for, you know, since he was in the draft, you know, is how well can this guy pass? And Todd's like, you know, when I watch the film, I see a, mm-hmm. a really good passer, you know? And so you could definitely see also in the way that he talked about how offenses, offense has evolved in football, yep. less from a, a statue like you, when you <laughs> play football in the backyard statue uh-huh. and more to a, you know, generally speaking, shorter, more athletic quarterback who stresses defenses in different ways. And, and he, he talked a lot about, you know, needing space players to create space horizontally and vertically on the football field and make sure that you're using the entire football field. And a, a mobile quarterback like Lamar Jackson helps you do that. Yeah, like I think if he were drawing up like and listening to him, like if you're drawing up, okay, you want right. the ideal his, player right. at every position. What yep. do you what do you want at quarterback? It's somebody that, that that can throw the ball to all areas of the field. Yep. Um and who also can play in a no huddle, more spread type system who can be who can improvise right um and make plays with his legs yeah who does that sound like exactly yeah that's that's lamar jackson right there like elite arm talent can stress the defense with his legs can yeah that's lamar yeah and so 
I think that's a, I think that's a good point. You know, he said, of course, you're not going to ever turn down Tom Brady, but like, there's different ways to play the game, different ways to skin a cat. But like, that's kind of how he sees offense these days. Is like, it's a space game, and Lamar Jackson stresses you in so many different ways uh, and, and creates space for other players and and all that. You just said it about five times, and he said it. You know, just as much as that, if not more, during his press conference today, the space was a word. Yeah, they kept coming up. Like that was the name of the game. Like yep. um, w- one word that like stood stood out to me yep. in listening to him was space. And like what I think he means by that is that you want to get your skill position players and your quarterback in opportunities where they have room to work. Mm-hmm. And you know when he talked about balance, and so much of the conversation around balance is run pass. You just look, all right, you got exactly. you got twenty runs and forty passes. That's not balanced or whatever, right? And he said that balance in his mind is attacking all areas of the field. How do you how do you attack every area of the field? And you know, as we're talking about this, it sounds like okay, they're going to run more spread out, and and I do think they will spread it out more in comparison to recent years, but also fundamentally, he still believes in the importance of running the football. Like, that's mm-hmm. not... I also think that's important to note He's here. He just said a lot more in your one-on-one than he did at the press conference, yeah, yeah about the importance of running the ball. Yeah, and like... It all starts kind of... It all kind of starts there. Yeah, yeah. So it's... I, I think that, like, you want to marry those two things. You right. want to have this great running game, and you want to be able to get the ball to your playmakers where they have room to make something happen, but you all... But those things... Those, those things work together. They're not... In contention with each other, right? To me, it was—it's less about the volume of mm-hmm. passes, and it's more about making sure that your playmakers know when it's that that things are kind of building up to their chances. And and I—that was one thing in your one-on-one with him that I, I took away was he was kind of. There's been a lot of talk about Baltimore and do wide receivers want to play here mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and like are wide receivers unhappy playing here, right? I mean, Marquise Brown requested a trade, right? And and. I think he kind of spoke to your, you need your play. What he's saying, reading between lines is you need your playmakers to know that they're going to get their shots. They all want the ball. They all want to make their plays. And he loves that. You know, even when he was talking about Odell Beckham, he talks about that. And like, you need to, they need to know that, yes, we're going to take our shots to you and we need you to deliver in those moments. Those are, those are, we're building to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're not out there to be a blocker. We know that blocking is part of the game, and you know we've been hearing about wide the Ravens wide receivers over the last few years. You know, well, the, you know they're blocking, they're blocking, they're blocking. Those guys don't want to hear that. You know what I mean? Like they want to make plays, and I think it's important to stress in his vision is like to make them feel like in order for us to be the offense we want to be. Sure, we want to run the ball. It just starts there, but like we got to take our shots. We got to stress all aspects of the field, and you. That are the space players. Mm-hmm. You're the space players that are the essential part of this offense, and we're going to need you to make those plays, and you're going to get your opportunities. Right. Yeah. You I, know? I, 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 totally. Yeah. I think also, just another point on the space front, is like, it seems like he, the other thing he mentioned to me uh, or to, in the presser that stood out to me is he did mention no huddle on a few mm-hmm. different occasions. Yep. And it seems like that's something... did not see a whole lot of that, especially last year. Yeah, like the Ravens under Greg Roman traditionally were a huddle-up team. Yep. Um, run slower. You right. know, they, you know, I know that it was something that, that drove a lot of fans crazy and getting the play in, yep. you know, late and snapping it with the second or less yep. on the play clock. And, it, you know, they could be running more of a no-huddle type system, potentially. Right. Um, 
and or at least have that be a larger piece of the equation exactly. than right. it has been. We're not turning into Chip Kelly's offense here. Right, but right. But, like, yeah, it seems like no huddle could be more of it. Could be a, a much, much larger piece of the, the equation. Pie. Exactly. Um, and, that you, and that's another way to, like, stress defenses. Like, it, there's just a lot of, it, like, this is going to be a big change. Yeah. I, I mean, I think my a big takeaway for me was, like, that he plans to, for lack of a better word, modernize the Ravens' offense. You know, like the Ravens offense, we all know, kind of ran counter to the NF- the rest of the NFL, right? They're very run heavy, heavy formations, 300-pound fullback. You know, like we were, you know, the counterculture offense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I don't think it's going to be that way as much anymore. You know, that doesn't mean that the Ravens are going to turn into you know, three wide, four wide all the time, just like, you know, stretch it out and, and heavy wide receiver formations. I don't know. That's, that's not really the personnel, at least as it stands now. Right. But I think that the concepts, uh, probably more of those packages or similar, it's going to be less. So run heavy, 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 physical, physical fullback bash you in the face, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of offense and more with the times of the way that, the game has evolved. That's yeah, what I see. Yeah, and he 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 was asked a question about this concept, and it's not it's it's not fair to say like Old Monk is a college guy who's now just he was at he was in college the last few years, but he's been in college and the pros throughout his career. Right. You know, he's got I certainly wouldn't call him a college coach. He's not a college right. coach. He's just bringing college ideas to the NFL. I mean, he's done it at both mm-hmm. levels. Yeah, been in, he's been coaching for thirty four years, so he's right. done a little bit of everything. Um, but but he basically. This this concept of things working their way up from the college level to the pro level is something that people have talked about for years, and mm-hmm. I think that there is an element of of that that will take place, and and part of that is like the no huddle stuff, right? Um, and that will that will be, you know, I think a component of what he brings. So I, if, I, I thought ahead. it was kind of interesting to you know he mentioned. He was asked at the end about the pressure of the job. Yeah. You know, and, and I thought it was kind of interesting. He said, you know, yeah, Georgia, you have like some of the best players or whatever, but you can only lose two games all year, max. Yeah. Max. He's, you know, that's pressure, right? And and I, th- I also have been thinking about this in recent days. It's like, you know, there's been a lot of talk about that. And, and certainly it's fair to say he had great talent at Georgia. Although, you know, he didn't have that premier wide receiver one that's going to be picked in the top 10. He didn't have A.J. Green, right, playing for him. That mm-hmm. was, um, but, like, you know who he was going against was SEC defenses. Yeah. Also, right? Like, those defenses had some of the best players in the country also yep. in the best conference, college football conference in the country. And he was hanging 40 a game Yep, on average. You know, yeah. it wasn't like he's, you know, it wasn't like the Citadel offense that leads the league in scoring. You know, who are they playing? Yeah. This is the SEC. Mm-hmm. And he's hanging 40 up a game. So, like, I just think that it was kind of interesting to hear him talk about the pressure of Georgia. And, and he rose to that occasion. And and he realizes, hey, you know, I know what I'm stepping into here in Baltimore. And uh, credit for him, too. You know, he, he was kind of asked about the fan base. He said, I, I hope the fan base one complained in 2019 when the offense was awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. he's like, it, but sure, it hasn't been as awesome the past, you know, few years. And... I know I'm gonna have to score. We're gonna have to score touchdowns to score a lot of points for fans to be happy. I know that. <laughs> you know? He's he's comfortable in his own skin. Yeah. And so like I think that that came across in his presser, and I think that that will come across when he gets with players. You know, when the players yep. come back here in a couple of months. Very and, real. Like he's he's authentic. He's comfortable in his own skin. He's he's done this at multiple different levels. And like going back to the the Georgia 
comparison. I thought it was kind of interesting. Like Georgia, their their head coach is Kirby Smart, who is a defensive coach, mm-hmm. and they're. I mean, Georgia, the expectation, as he said, they're they're winning just about every game, if not every game, and they're competing for national championships, right. and they're competing for um, SEC championships. You know, But when he got there, it was really a defensive team. Mm-hmm. Like it, This was a, a defensive-minded team with a defensive-minded head coach, and basically we need to get the offense to a level that is adequate. Well, to win championships, the offense has to be better, basically. Yeah, and, and it was more than better. You right. know, It was great. Right. During his time there. And so there's some parallels. You know, the Ravens' defense last year at the end of the season was one of the best, right. if not maybe the best, in the league after the Roquan Smith trade. Right. And the expectation, I think, with all the pieces that they have coming back on that defense aside, which is you know, not a necessarily lot. everybody, but a lot. A lot of the key pieces that this defense is going to be really good. And he actually said, like, when he's going through this process, and of course Georgia wants him back, and Tampa Bay reportedly wanted him to, you know as well, mm-hmm. and he's surveying the opportunities that are that are out there for him, and he's looking at this defense. He's looking at this organization, which is kind of a model of stability yep. with John Harbaugh and Ozzie Newsom and Eric DaCosta, and he's saying, you know what, like this, this is a really good fit, and so yeah. it's just kind of you don't often hear an OC say the, <laughs> the offense coordinator talking about the defense, right? The defense is why I came, yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. But that was like one of the first things that he mentioned, and I thought that was a pretty telling answer. Yeah, well. It, I mean, I think that it's a position that anybody would, you know, who cha- wants to challenge themselves wants to be in, right? They're basically like, if we get the offense right, if we can make the offense humming here, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it's on me to get it right. So I'm the key to winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, like, bo- that's very simplistic and boiled yeah. down. But, like, anybody would want to be in that position if you feel like, if I do my job, which I have confidence in myself to do my job well and get this offense really humming, then we're going to be unstoppable. We're going to mm-hmm. win it all. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, sign me up. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think you could tell. I, I think I think you could tell the the confidence that he yeah. has, which you would expect. You know, you yeah. don't want like this offensive coordinator coming in here and be like, I hope I don't screw it up. You know, like he's <laughs> confident, um, and he feels like that he's going to be able to implement some things here. You know, to be the, just like he did at Georgia. Mm-hmm. You know, it worked out to perfection there. Right. And is it going to work out to perfection to that level? Like that would be hard to replicate. Mm-hmm. But. That's the idea. That's the hope. Right. Um, and I think that you could probably get a level of that. One thing I want to mention as we're talking about this press conference, I think we should also mention the new podcast feed. For sure. That we have, Ravens Press Pass, uh, which just launched, and there's going to be this full press conference from Todd Munkin. You know, you want the unfiltered 30 minutes. Right. If you don't want to hear us talking about it. <laughs> you want to hear straight from the horse's mouth. Right. Yeah. Straight from the monk's mouth. Yeah. You can, you can do that. So there's another feed um, that we have out, that's out now. So search Ravens Press Pass. And we, we talked about this before, but if, if you're not familiar with it, basically all press conferences throughout the offseason, the season, they're all going to live there in that feed. So that is locker room interviews, locker room interviews. All that is going to live there uh, in that feed. So you'll be able to listen to that press conference in its entirety. Um, Also, if you're confused, that press conference is also going to live in this feed. That's just a little teaser to make sure that people know for this episode um, that it is going to live in this feed um, just so that people know that the press pass, Ravens press pass exists. Make sure you subscribe. Yep. If you haven't already. Yeah. So, and review it too. This yeah. press conference was a five star press conference. It was. It was a five star. I always love. You know, this is the time. This is press conference season. Yeah. You know, there's new coaches, head coaches, coordinators. Yeah. You know, GMs. Like, you know, how do people handle the press conference? Right. And Todd Munkin passed the press conference. I would agree. Got he passed the press conference. Five test. star press conference. Yes. 
Um, so just a couple little other tidbits that I thought we should bring up here. Interesting that Joni, John Harbaugh's sister, <laughs> was the first one that suggested that he talk to Todd Munkin. Yeah. Uh, so a little, little family connection there. Um, but just on that, like, it's this is not someone who John's known for 25 years. Right, exactly. You know, like, Greg Rome is somebody, even before he was the head coach or the offense coordinator here, they had a relationship. You know, Greg worked with his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been the case for a handful of people. You know, he went, he knew Week Martindale for a long time, and Mike McDonald mm-hmm. had been here before he came back. Right. So, like, but but Todd Munkin, like, he was outside of the coaching tree, so to speak. Right. Um, and so, you know, of course he knew of him, um, competed mm-hmm. against him. Right. But I thought that was, you know, it's, it's kind of an kind interesting... interesting. Um, it, it's an interesting note. And then the other thing I thought, uh, you know, no real headline coming out of this, but Todd Munkin said, you know, his staff is still being put together. So nothing to announce right now on that. Uh, but, you know, he's still working out who all is going to be on his staff. Yeah. It, you know, I guess the final thoughts that I have, you know, from a press conference standpoint is mm-hmm. like, it is clear to me in, in talking with him that like he wants He's got these visions and space and all that, no, no huddle. But like at the end of the day, building the offense around the players exactly. is like still a core, is a very key component of who he is as a coach. Like he talked about the two tight ends, he like the, the two tight end system they ran at Georgia, and there's a lot of buzz about a lot of twelve personnel, and so they use the tight ends and they feature the tight ends. And he's like, well, those are two of our best players, so we just put the best players on the field. Slot guys are pissed off about it. But. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny. That was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And he said, you know, he didn't really take the job because of the personnel necessarily. You know what I mean? It was because of the things that we talked about. Um, and so, as as it remains to be seen exactly what the personnel is, you know, that will, I think, dictate in part what that offense is. We don't really know yet what the offense will be because we don't know exactly what all the personnel will be. Yeah. They're going to upgrade the wide receiver room and all that stuff, you know. So um, it'll be interesting. You know, he did talk about the tight ends, and he, he believes they present tight end, you know, matchup issues. And he talked about Mark Andrews and kind of recruiting him in high school. Yeah. Um, and, and how phenomenal he thinks he's going to be. But I thought it was kind of, clear that like he just hasn't kind of gotten there to the personnel part of the job yet and breaking down what all those guys do well and and factoring that into shaping his offense quite yet like he's still in what's my staff going to be mode Mm -hmm. and so um but i completely agree with you you know he made it clear that there's a lot of different ways to play offense like i'm not married to one philosophy he has this vision of that how he thinks the game has evolved and i think he has evolved his ideas with that. You know, he's not trying to run against that. Um, but, like, how that looks in the end remains to be seen. Yeah, totally. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll give you some thoughts about things that are coming up right around the corner. All right, I know it's the off-season here, and we're talking off-season press conferences, but one thing that's always changing, Ryan, is the sports landscape. Oh, well done. This week is no different. DraftKings is a leader in daily fantasy sports, and it still has daily fantasy contests running for those who are looking to have skin in the game. Every player has a salary associated with drafting them. You assemble a lineup of players, and you try to stay under the salary cap as you sit back and you watch your points pile up. Now you know how to play. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up using the code, which is FLOCK. New users will get a free entry with your first deposit. The code is FLOCK at DraftKings. You actually had me there for a second that we had a new read. Way to go. I improvised a little bit there. <laughs> a little improv. Um, all right, so a lot of stuff going on. Uh, today, as we're 
taping, today is the first day that teams are able to apply the franchise tag to players, mm-hmm. um, which certainly Lamar Jackson is a potential candidate for that. The Ravens have said that the hope is to work out a long-term contract with Lamar. Two weeks now until the deadline for that, which, you know, I think some fans are wondering if the Ravens are going to put the tag on them today. Yeah. I don't think so. I think that this that's generally something that happens closer to the deadline. Yeah, yeah. Usually the deadline... Spurs not always, but the deadline is usually closer to when that happens. Also, um, you know, that could depend on what talks they're having behind the scenes right now in terms of a long-term contract. The other thing, too, just, just I think most listeners know this, but if not, they still have time, even if they put that tag on, to work towards that long-term contract. Yeah. So there's a deadline for that where he would have to play under the tag. There's a cutoff year. point in which he would play under the tag, but right. that's not now. Right, that's not now. So they <laughs> right. could still... This could be a Band-Aid. And they've done that in the past. They did that with Terrell Suggs back in the day. So that, that could be an approach that they would use right. um, if they're trying to get him to a long-term contract. So um, the other thing is next week is the Combine. Yep. You're going out to Indy. So Your favorite com- spot. Oh, yeah. So the Combine is the next St. Elmo's reservation? Oh, of course. Got to have that St. Elmo's. Gotta when, get, when did you lock up the St. Elmo's reservation? You got to lock that in. Like That's like a January, early January. You have that in your calendar, don't you? Just every year, yeah, annual as soon, as soon as the reservations open up. Yep. You know, get that one on the books. Yep. You really and, have to get you our and, guy. Where's Jim Kohler? I was going to just flag Jim Kohler on here for, for the expense report gonna that you're going to be Jim Kohler back on here yeah. for the expense report recap. You better not get the shrimp cocktail appetizer. <laughs> I swear to God. If you get that and the $50 steak, I'm going straight to Jim. I'm banging we're, down we're his getting door. Jim, we're, getting Jim, we're getting Jim back on the podcast <laughs> to go through the expense report after that one. Um, so, you know, the... In addition to, obviously, the, the player workouts, who this is kind of the time where it's like, all right, now let's start getting into all these guys and, and learn a little bit about them and who they are and how they run and all that stuff. The, there's also going to be press conferences for both John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta out there on Wednesday mm-hmm. next week. So the press conference circuit is continuing. Might be some questions about Lamar Jackson. Though. I think that that will probably be brought up uh, in that <laughs> setting. Yes. I have no doubt about that. Um, and that the other thing, too, about like those press conferences is it's – not just local reporters, so you've got people from all over the country. Yep. And obviously from a national standpoint, it's also the biggest story in Baltimore, but from a national standpoint, there's that's basically all that the national media cares about. Exactly. So both of them will undoubtedly get plenty of questions on that front. Um, so it'll be interesting to hear what kind of updates there are on that front. Yep, for sure. So lots going on. And, you know, we could have coaching, you know, uh, Todd Munkin could be announcing new coaches, whatever. There's right. there's news still all year round, so make sure you uh, are paying attention and you're subscribed and rating and reviewing, giving five stars. I don't know what that has to do with being paying attention, but yep, just both, do it anyway. Yep, subscribe and, and rate and review both The Lounge and our new podcast, Ravens Press Pass. Exactly. So thanks for listening, and we'll be back with you next week. Bye.